0: Hello, this is Jenna Esposito recording my remix assignment, and I'm here with my friend Sam. Hi. And today we are going to be talking about the unintended consequence of the sexual revolution. So first I want to start off by saying that sex is a normal and healthy thing. It's how we keep going as a human race, and it is becoming more and more normalized, which is a good thing, considering...
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think you should be able to talk more with your friends about it. There's, like, podcasts now, like Caller Daddy, that normalize it more, and I feel like that's super important. And
0: progressivism is especially giving rise to the sexual revolution, which is basically when LGBTQ people, women, and their sexualities are becoming more and more normalized, which is a good thing, because they don't deserve to be, you know, not treated, yeah, oppressed, not treated as equal. But, however, third-wave feminism has made sex almost a bit too normalized that it's spilling over to children
1: yes and now especially children are getting phones earlier than Mm -hmm. they used to they have this access to social media i know tiktok is a big thing now and like i have tiktok i'll admit it like it's quite
0: entertaining but there is some content on there that i know if i were a parent i would not want my young child to see
1: Yeah, like, there's a lot of children-friendly content on there, but there's a lot of, like, adult-only content on there, but there's no way of censoring it. Exactly. So that's a problem.
0: And the internet is only enhancing this problem because sex is becoming more and more normalized in our media, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it becomes dangerous when we can't protect children from it. Agreed. There have been many scholars who have written papers about how modern feminism has unintentionally caused this issue like there's a, a social science lecturer at northumbria university named robbie Dushinsky, and he wrote a paper explaining how internet access combined with the sexual revolution has begun exposing children to sex sooner and sooner and why this is harmful especially in girls
1: yeah and i like how um they outline that is as this- That it is crucial to draw a line between, like, sexual liberation and, like, sexualization of minors because, like you said, feminism is a good thing, Mm -hmm. but it has unintentionally done this. Mm -hmm.
0: It's also important to note that when children see other children sexualized in media, they then think it's okay for them to do it themselves because they don't realize just how damaging and dangerous this can really be. There's also been some evidence that when children are exposed to sexual content, their grades tend to suffer. There was a study done in 2016 by Maria Pasilli, Carlo Tomasetto, and Mara Cadnew that showed that girls and boys' grades in math dropped when they were exposed to sexual content. But one thing I did find interesting is... um that girls' grades dropped when they were exposed to content from both genders, but boys' grades only dropped when they were exposed to same-gender sexual content.
1: Yeah, that's definitely interesting. I feel as though um, girls are so overly sexualized, and guys just, like, it's, like, normal to them almost to see, like, girls in a sexual fashion because mm-hmm. of what they see on the internet. So I feel like maybe that's why they weren't as phased when it came to seeing women mm-hmm. sexualized, which is so like sad that women are so sexualized now
0: that it's like seen as normal even in young girls right and even more evidence that over sexualization of especially young girls is happening in our modern media is just this year in august august 2020 netflix released a movie called cuties and it has received quite a bit of outrage
1: yeah it's actually crazy to me it is still up on netflix right now Um, I know it was on the, um, list of, like, the top shows, and I think, first of all, that's crazy. It won an award, too. Yeah. Second of all, maybe it was on the top because people started hearing about it and how bad it was and wanted to watch it, but the fact that it is still up after all this backfire, and also, Mm -hmm. a movie that is sexualizing children. Yeah. If you have to make that movie for adults only like, saying that it's adult content, then Mm -hmm. you should know that's a problem.
0: And it would be one thing if it was, like, 18-year-olds playing young girls. That would be one thing. It'd still be an issue, but that would be a different story than having... These girls were still 13. Even though they played 11, they were still only 13 years old. And there were a couple scenes that especially disturbed me. One being when the girl and her friends start dancing sexually for a security guard to get out of trouble like I that should not be seen as okay in young girls to use your sexuality to get out of
1: problems and now young girls are watching this and say oh that's okay Mm -hmm. if they can do it I can do it
0: yeah because it was marketed as a coming of age film Mm -hmm. so young girls are going to be like oh this is meant for me when it's not and New York Post's Hannah Frischberg she published an article and in her article she states that 598,000 people as of the writing of her article, had signed a petition to remove the film from Netflix. And yet, it is still up. It's still up. And there were many, many even worse scenes that I do not feel are appropriate to ever have seen the light of day. But nonetheless, it is still up, and people are consuming this content, and it it's disturbing and disgusting. Agreed. So now... Young people, not even just young girls, even though girls tend to be more sexualized, but young people in general are seeing this content and thinking that it's okay, and are then in turn going on the internet and potentially producing this content, which puts them at risk for a lot of things. There has been a new hashtag that's come out called the Save Our Children hashtag, and it's basically to raise awareness about human trafficking in children.
1: Especially now, too, with the Epstein thing coming up and everything. Mm-hmm. like. And they're just getting away with it.
0: Yeah, I think it's a lot more uh, prevalent than we even know, uh, sex trafficking. And in 2019, the Heritage Foundation stated that over half of sex trafficking victims met their abusers online, which is terrifying.
1: Because online you could hide yourself. You could be a 40-year-old man or woman or whatever and put yourself online as a 15-year-old and talk to these people that are 13 that's normal kind of you know a 15 year old 13 year old talking online and then you get all this information about them
0: mm-hmm and when you're 13 you don't know what signs to look for usually right and another thing I find quite scary is over half of 11 to 17 year olds have been exposed to porn
1: it's it's right there you can literally just type one word porn and it's there it's right there free you can watch anyone
0: Which it may be a bit more normal for older teenagers to start exploring their sexuality. That's normal. But what scares me is that there's 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds that are being exposed to this content.
1: And if their parents haven't been open to them about this, then that's all they're seeing. They Mm -hmm. don't know why or how or what's going on.
0: That's all they know about sex. Yeah. And also, three out of four teens have received unsolicited sexual pictures from strangers. Like, we joke about it, but it's it's genuinely scary. And social media is now being used by predators to groom and communicate with victims and to gain their trust.
1: Yeah, that's true. Once you have trust with a child, it, like, children are very um, malleable. You mm-hmm. can do whatever you It's It's not good. It's not They're good. very naive. Very naive, yes.
0: And this can lead to some serious long-term effects of being potentially abused as a child. Doctoral counseling student of education, Melissa Hall, and social worker John Hall from University of Texas did a study in 2011 on the long-term effects of being abused sexually as a child. And they include some alarming, alarming side effects, such as depression, guilt, shame, self-blame, eating disorders, somatic concerns, anxiety, dissociative patterns, repression, denial, and sexual and relationship issues. And the side effect I find potentially the most terrifying is an increased risk of suicide. Yeah. And you're more likely to become a victim again later in life if you were abused as a child. And I also find it interesting how, well, not necessarily interesting, but... How being abused as a child can lead to sexual issues and relationship issues throughout your life.
1: Yeah, and it can also make you, like, hyper-sexual where you're wanting to do it more. I feel like it's more of, like, you want to take control of, like, your life, you Mm -hmm. know, because you were, you didn't. Yeah, take back your sexuality.
0: Abuse can also lead to an under-desire for sexual pleasure in your future as well.
1: Yeah, and it also comes full circle to that, like, over half of um, childhood sex abuse victims meet their abuser online, Mm -hmm. so it just comes full circle to the over-sexualization of children. Mm
0: -hmm. It shows how unintentionally being over-sexualized online can lead to all of these long-term effects well into your adulthood that you may never fully recover from. Of course, there are options to treat these symptoms and side effects, but there's no guarantee that you will fully recover from it because everybody's different. Yeah. And going back again to the unprecedented amount of access children have to the internet nowadays and that they're always one click away from seeing content they may not be ready to see quite yet.
1: Yeah, and as a parent, you need to make sure that you're there for your child, that you are open with your child. If your child brings up mom my friend said the word vagina, what is that? And you're like, oh, we can't... No, tell your kid what it is. If you're you're pregnant, you're having a baby, your child asks you, how do you have a baby? Oh, I poop it out or something. No, Mm -hmm. (laughs) be open with your child. Let them know what is actually happening. And a lot of... Surprisingly, a lot of things can... A lot of these problems can be solved just from being there for your child and being open with your child.
0: Agreed, because then... When you're open with your child, you can make the content age-appropriate to them without lying to them. So then they're not receiving too much too soon, but they're also being educated about their body and the opposite gender's body.
1: And they're seeing that sex is normal, so they're not going to over-sexualize as much. It's kind of like telling your kid they can't drink alcohol. You kind of want to drink alcohol more. If you don't Mm -hmm. talk about sex with your kid, they might want to see it more and find out for themselves and then... It's not good in the end. Mm-hmm. An
0: article on Psychology Today by Fred Kaser also touches on this issue that we've been talking about. And he makes a lot of the same points that we've made. And it's important to note that even if you monitor your child's content online and what they're seeing, you're never going to fully get rid of it because they have friends, they go to school, they have access to their friend's phone.
1: You have your private browser.
0: Exactly. And you turn on the TV and you see someone half-naked on your screen. So it's very, very important to just be honest with your child. And this can also help protect them because, say your child is being abused, if they don't know the names of their body parts... And they go tell their teacher? They go tell their teacher something like, this person touched my cookie. Like, the teacher doesn't know what a cookie is. They could just be like, oh, he took your food, okay when really there's some major issue going on there that needs to be addressed.
1: So again, full circle, just being transparent with your child, saying the actual names of body parts, not giving them weird names. Just tell them what the real name is, talk about it normally, and you'll be surprised at what that can do.
0: Like, it's uncomfortable conversations, I'll admit, but they're conversations that need to be had for the safety of children, so they're not overexposed online which we've already established why this is dangerous and they're protected so they know what parts are theirs and theirs alone and people aren't allowed to touch yeah
1: and I like the point made about like preserving a child's innocence will help them develop like obviously you want your child to be able to grow up and be independent but it's okay to still act like a child it's okay for them to be maybe a little less mature Mm -hmm. like That's not a problem. Like, just let them be them.
0: Raising safe children will help them become healthy adults. And it'll help them have, hopefully, normal and healthy sexual and romantic relationships in the future if they decide that's something they want to pursue. Yes. It's also important to say that we're not trying to shame parents here because this is an issue that no other parental generation has ever had to deal with.
1: Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but you're so right. Like, the media was not like this, even, like, when we were born.
0: Yeah, early 2000s, it was not this bad. It was not
1: this much access. Like, cell phones are pretty new. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, well, the kinds we have. The high-tech ones. The internet is right there at your fingertips Mm -hmm. at all times.
0: But just to wrap things up, the risks of being exposed to this content prematurely is extreme and it can lead to long-term lifelong consequences. This has evolved unintentionally from the sexual revolution due to third wave feminism, which is typically a good thing but has had this unintended side consequence that is harming children. And this access to sexual content can impair your child's education, which children need education, that's how they become intelligent adults. And it is almost too normalized in the media, like we saw with the film Cuties, or how you even see on shows like Toddlers and Tiaras, how this is, they're putting their children on a show
1: to be sexualized. Or again, like TikTok, the one of the most famous, actually the most famous Mm -hmm. TikToker became famous when she was 15 years old. Yeah. Like, people are seeing this, like, she's only 16 now, like, you know, you gotta know that. Like it's incredible that she's so successful
0: at such a young age, but she has—last time I checked—probably about ninety million. I think she's at like
1: ninety-eight. <laughs> yeah, she's million. almost.
0: She's just under a hundred million followers. That's think not of,
1: all. Just children. Exactly.
0: That. Think of how many creepy people could be looking at this underage girl. Yeah. And this sexual abuse creates long-term severe damage, especially mentally, and it can also manifest physically when it comes to their sexual functioning. And parents need to become a resource for their children in order to keep them safe and to provide content to them in a way that's appropriate to the child because every child's different and every age is different. And you need to provide truthful but age-appropriate content for them to keep them safe.
1: Right, like still let children be children. But when they're ready, just be open to them. Maybe if they haven't seen that yet, you don't have to be like, okay, so the sex talk, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, but just be open to them.
0: Or if they have a sibling who's of the opposite sex and they're like, oh, why, do, why does he have this part and why don't I? Just be honest with yeah. them. Don't get graphic, of course, but being honest with children will save a lot of children. And I
1: agree. I really enjoyed learning about all this because I really didn't think of a lot of this stuff, especially the feminism, mm-hmm. because I would like to think of myself as a feminist, which obviously feminism is good, but mm-hmm. a lot of things can just have unintended yeah, consequences.
0: Typically good things can have unintended bad, side consequences. Like, feminism is an awesome thing, and I'm forever grateful for the rights it has given me as a woman, but we also do need to acknowledge the potential faults of it. Agreed. But thanks to Sam for coming and talking with me about this. Thank you. And, yeah, that's my remix assignment. Keep your kids safe. Bye. Bye.